full turnkey brewery basically is what they were offering. Fuck, that sounds easy. Does they? <laughs> Hey podcast listener, welcome to Operation Brewery episode number two. Thank you so much for the support of episode one. We've been featured in the new and noteworthy section of the Australian iTunes store, which is super cool. Thanks to your reviews, so please keep leaving those reviews. This week we're talking about where to find equipment for our brewery. Right, so what are our options with equipment when it comes to to getting this brewery going? Yeah, well, from what I've spoken to uh, a few guys about, we've kind of got a number of options and um, we're going to need to obviously look into them uh, and talk to the suppliers direct but basically we can either go with someone locally here in Australia uh, or we're going to go with an overseas manufacturer so that's either going to be uh, German, European, uh, something out of the US or Canada or we'll have to go to um, China which is becoming really a popular choice for a lot of guys at the moment so I, I kind of think that's where we will end up, but um, let's, let's get some prices and, and check out some equipment and uh, go from there. Okay, cool. So what, what do you think the other breweries are doing? Like, are they going, going direct to China or have they got someone in Australia sourcing? Or We spoke to Wade uh, at Four Hearts and he brought his equipment indirectly out of China. So he went through an agent in New Zealand and there's a couple of other guys that have gone through um, Australian agents to buy their equipment. No one we've spoken to yet has gone direct, but it's you know it's still an option. All right, cool. I got a couple of mates in China, so I can get some advice from them on like whether to go direct or through an agent, or, or what what like the pitfalls of both are. Yeah, cool. Well, let, let's let's chat up, chat to those guys, organise some meetings, and um, and find out a bit more about what they've got and uh, how they found it was. Sweet. Sounds good. So the call Govs was talking about there was a chat that Govs and Eddie had with Wade from Four Hearts. You might have heard of Wade. He's quite famous. He's been on the Today Show, um, the, the Sunrise, Huffington Post, The Project. He made this carrot saison that went viral. Um, I think he's Eddie's cousin or second cousin or brother or sister or something. I'm not sure. Um, but let me play you a few minutes of this call. It was really useful for us, and, and Wade's been a big support in us in setting up this brewery. Hello. Hello, how you doing? Good mate, how are you? Not too bad. How's your day? Oh yeah, not too bad. Yeah? You at the brewery? Oh, no, I'm at home. Yeah. Yeah, just waiting no. on Govzy, he shouldn't be too far away. Yeah, that's alright. You know, I use Skype when, like, when... We use Skype to inspect the factory and everything, it's really cool. Yeah, we've been using it a bit too. It's good. We're talking mm. to um someone on Monday night, late from America. Yeah. Who ordered some Chinese stuff? You've ordered something? No, no, no. He he ordered oh. from some Chinese place. Oh yeah. And we're gonna. He's he's been pretty good, so we're gonna Skype him. He's yeah, in. the biggest thing is just find like someone who's already gone through someone like so you're not the guinea pig. Because you get some of these people, like, in China, they'll just tell you, yeah, yeah, we can do that, we can do that. Oh, I know. No, we've done that heaps. And, like, they've got no idea. Like, the dude that we used, he basically said to us, like, I was like, I want a price for your keg wash. And he's like, yeah, the keg wash is eight grand. Hey, you know, how's it going? Dude. Hey, how you doing? G'day, how's it going? Hey, Wade, how are you? Good, thanks. 
Awesome. Uh, Thank yeah, you for um, chatting with us. Yeah. yeah, no worries. I'm recording this too, Wade. Really? So what, like, I can't say anything derogatory about anybody? No, we can't. We can't talk about... <laughs> <laughs> so you went... How many we talked to you guys? I think three places we spoke to. We spoke to... I don't know if you know Brutech. Yeah. So we, we've got quotes off them, and they were they were quite big compared to everything else. Yeah, but they're, like, through sus- America too, aren't they? Yeah, I suspect they'd be pretty good, though. But yeah, they're quite their stuff looks like... Like they've been to like the craft, they've been to like the craft brewers like conference and stuff. So yeah, they're not, they're not going to be rubbish. So it's it's based in China still, but it's run by Americans. Yeah. So you deal with Americans. Well, there's two ways you can look at it. So the way we looked at it was we knew we were buying from China, and we knew that if anything went wrong, we'd be doing like fixing it by ourselves. Yeah. So we said, like, all right, so what's the chances of all these different things going wrong? And if it's, like, 10%, but you're getting the discount that you get from going with them is, like, 100% cheaper, um, you know, like, it's half the price, then you've got a fair bit of room that if, like, lots of things... Like, when we got ours, I thought, oh, yeah, we're going to have to just, like, rip the the PLC and the controls out and, like, start again because the Chinese will be crap. Anyway, it's not. Like, it's perfect. It works fine. There's a couple of cheap relays and things, one that's gone, one of the, like, that controls the solenoids for what, the temperature controller for a glycol tank. It's the only thing that's gone wrong. So, like, I mean, we've only had it. We've had it running for, like, you know, three months. Mm. But, yeah, I think, like, if you... There's enough people around that can fix that stuff that, sure. like, I wouldn't be too worried about, like, after-sales support um, because you can, and if you get it for the right price, then you can fix it. Like, you just, like, you just, little things can go wrong. Like, we had just a couple of rust spots and some dodgy welds. And, like, one of the um, connections for the triclover fittings, like, bumped up against a tank, so it was a bit burred and a bit buggered, so... Um, you know, we just got that fixed. So, like, yeah, as long as you have got a contingency in the price that you pay, you you usually be pretty good. So Wade's a legend. He was really generous with his information. The boys had a long conversation with him, talked about the the, the going direct with China or going through a company like Albrecht or Brutech who was, who was going to manage the process. So we're sort of getting our heads around the different options for doing that. Um, I had a couple of guys that I knew through a friend uh, in China, so I thought I'd reach out to them and have a chat to them about their experience. Uh, Joe from Bionic Brew is based in Shenzhen, and he has a, a little craft beer bar there. And um, I asked him a few questions about going direct with Chinese manufacturers. And there's an enormous difference in the quality of goods coming out of Chinese factories, depending on if they're managed by local Chinese or if they're managed by Taiwanese or, uh, you know, like Westerners. The stuff managed by the Taiwanese and uh, the foreigners, you know, the, the Westerners, um, is usually pretty solid. Um, but the, the stuff coming out of straight-up Chinese factories is, at best, you're going to get an okay product, but the customer service is going to drive you fucking mad. You're just going to want to stab people. I mean, it's non-existent. They're nice as hell up until you buy. As soon as you buy, and I mean, I know everyone has ever bought and had the same problem. As soon as you buy, 
they fucking disappear and you can't get anything out of them. I mean, it's taken me weeks to get screws from, from the original manufacturer because they just won't follow through. I don't think I could put enough emphasis on after-sales service. So, like, they're always nice to you until you give them the money. But as soon as you give them the money, they disappear. So that's, and that's the one thing you don't know until you give them, until you give them the money, right? So you're kind of in a cash 22 um, they, they really lack that here. So I found that the guys at Brutech will follow through. I mean, they're not perfect. Obviously, everybody has, they're dealing with a factory that they can't control. And we've had issues, um, actually, you know, like they delivery stuff, like it would be before Spring Festival and the factory said it would happen, but it didn't. But they were there the whole way saying, well, we're sorry, and here's how we're going to fix it, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And a Chinese company would just say, ah, fuck off, deal with it. Okay, so at this point, we had a few options. We had Brutech, who are based in China, U.S. guys, Really good references. They sound like they really know what they're doing. Um, we had Albrecht, who, who, were, who could have managed the process from New Zealand, and we had Wade, who'd built this brewery with them successfully. Um, and we also had a couple of direct options, and there's a company called Tianti that we'd been talking to from the beginning, and we were obviously pretty nervous about going direct with China because of, of the people we'd spoken to and what they'd said about that. So what we really wanted to do was chat with some of their customers and Luke from Colorado, uh, Coda Brewing, was generous enough to have a chat with Govs and Eddie about his experience with Tianti. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I've just answered the phone for Eddie. He'll be here in a sec. Great. I can't see anything. I just hear something. That's okay. I'm not sure he hooked the webcam up. All right. But I can see you. <laughs> Great. He'll be here in a sec. Hey, Luke. Eddie. Hey, you mate? Hey, good. Have you been to Tiantai yet? No. No, we haven't. Do you recommend that doing that? Or do you think we can avoid that by talking to people like you and looking at photos and Skype calls and things like that? Yeah, I think you can avoid it. I mean, the price tag is so cheap. Um, I did go to the factory, and I could. I think I can answer all your questions. Yep. Hey, Luke. How are you, mate? Hey, good, Michael. So yeah, we're we're pretty excited to to talk to you about about your equipment. Yeah, please fire away. When I ordered, just like in your shoes, there was nobody in the states that had a TNTI system, and I was like, man, this is a big gamble, but it's within my yeah. budget. And so I actually went to China and oversaw production and made a lot of changes, which those are now standard. So the backstory here is we'd been talking to Luke already. We'd been talking to Henry from Tiantai. Um, Luke went through the process with them and improved a bunch of things with them, found it generally positive, but gave them a bunch of feedback to improve various things. And Govs and Eddie chatted to Luke for ages about this stuff. At this stage of the process, we're getting pretty deep into the details. There's a few peripheral equipment um, items of equipment that you can obviously get through those guys. Things like the grain mill, how did you find that? That was them. They supplied the grain mill. It was uh, beat up on arrival to China, and I was there when it arrived, so they they stripped it down and repainted it. I would suggest looking into either an all-stainless mill from China or find one locally. The reason I say that is if a belt breaks or your wheels wear down, then you're going to have issues finding replacement. It's all about finding replacement, replacements for anything, replacement parts, uh, gaskets on your, any of your 
kind of kettle or fermentation. I'm sorry, Lila. <laughs> you go see me, mommy. Thanks. Um, sorry, guys. Um, You're right, mate. <laughs> it's uh, it's family night here at the house. So, um, you know, I would uh, maybe invest in a mill locally. But to answer your question, my mill came from China. It was extremely affordable, and I have not had any issues. Are you still yet. using it? I am still using it. One year later, uh, we had it kick out on one side uh, willy-nilly randomly, and we adjusted it, tightened it down even tighter, and we were off to the races. We It makes a good crush, and it is fully adjustable. Awesome. But I, I've kind of said from the get-go that if I'm going to buy Chinese equipment and then I'm going to slowly replace it with American stuff over time sure. – yeah, if I can afford it. And even all your buddies, all your brewers say, if something breaks, it's like if you can hobble along for one or two years, you're going to make enough money to to buy replacement stuff anyway. Exactly, yeah. So I take Chinese equipment with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, the mill I'm still using and it's still, uh, it's still working. Yep. Awesome. Um, no, that, that's great. I, I, um, I kind of assumed as much, and, but the main thing I wanted to know is if you're still using it 12 months later, that's a pretty good sign for us. Um, now, with your glycol system for, for chilling your fermenters and your bright beer tank, I believe you purchased that through them as well? Yes, I have two refrigeration units. Um, they needed quite a bit of upgrade here in the States due to electrical and yep. mechanical code. So we installed um, outdoor solenoid valves. They supplied indoor, right? We installed a phase converter. We installed a belt heater here in Colorado. It gets to negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yep. <laughs> it, it gets cold. So I had to Americanize those units. Do they work now? Yes. Uh, one other thing was head pressure control units on those units. The, um, they're big, and they, they do produce enough energy to cool the Freon, which is R404A here in the States. It could be different where you are. But the glycol reservoir and all that good stuff, they, you know, it works. The the units, it took a lot of cost to plumb outdoor units all the way into the brew house. There's a lot of copper there to run that Freon. But some of the um, some of the parts they supplied were American, which blew me away that Dan Foss uh, expansion valves were coming from China. So because <laughs> Even American stuff, you know, that's labeled American is probably made in China. Yeah. To answer your question, yes, we we bought two of them, um, and I do recommend two. What what size are you going with again? Uh, we're going with uh, two thousand liter, which is about seventeen barrel. Okay. Yeah, then I would definitely go with two. Because they um they now supply two as standard, which is which is in their latest update. Yes, I think that that was standard for mine as well for a ten oh, okay. barrel or a thousand liter. Yeah. Awesome. And the next one is with regard to your CIP. Do you do you have uh, like their CIP card, or do you just use pumps and, and, and uh, hoses? 
every every person I've talked to asks about that cart, and um, I recommend getting it. I was like, what am I going to do with this? You know, at the time, I thought it was a piece of junk, and actually, I use it, especially on a 2,000 liter, you're going to use it. Um, and I say that not only for your fermenters and your brights, but you're going to use it as a keg cleaner if you're kegging beer at all. We found so many uses out of that little pump in those reservoirs. We actually put a T, a four-way T on the front and piped in city water, hop city water to that. And we're able to clean, rinse, and sanitize kegs super efficiently with that little CIP cart. The wheels fell off in about six months. I put new American wheels on, and I swear that was like 30 bucks, and we were off to the races running with that. I like it. I did upgrade electrical on it. I upgraded electrical on anything. This will be a, a, a big tangent, but I don't like the electrical code of Chinese equipment. I'll say now that I would steer clear of their pumps and any electrical control panel. Yep. And that might be in some of your questions, but I'll, I'll try to stick to your list here. The CIP card I, I love. Um, okay. I didn't think I would use it, but I use that thing every day now. So Luke was super awesome on this call. This call went for quite a while and Gov's just grilled him on the different types of equipment and what he got from Tiantai and what he got locally and what's stood the test of time and all of these things. And um, Gov's was pretty comfortable at the end of this. Eddie was pretty comfortable. We had a, a bunch of different options. A funny one came up when we were at Gab's actually. Um, Eddie caught up with Heath from Cavalier. So um, I chatted to Eddie about what happened there because we were pretty close to making a decision at this point. All right, man, so so what's happening with Cavalier? Yeah, well, when I was down at Gab's, I, I ran into Heath and got talking about what we're doing and what, what our plans were. And he he's trying to get into to doing a little bit of, um, I guess, being the middleman for, for doing turnkey breweries in Australia. So he's he's got one on the go at the moment down in down at home, but he's not done one up in Queensland. So he was pretty keen to, to get a quote to us. So I reckon that's probably a good good avenue to at least consider because they're local, they've done it before, and I think they'd be pretty fun to work with. So I think um, we're just waiting on a quote, basically. So would they do, like, what would they actually do? Would they, like, hook us up with a supplier or would they come and install it? Or They literally do everything. So they, they would uh, look at, look at our... Uh, our space to fit the brewery and they'd, they'd map it out in CAD that um they'd have it all drawn up and sent over to China and and built to spec based on our on our uh, on our site um they'd then come up and um set it up they'd bring up tradies to to do the plumbing electrical work um they'd do all the testing uh it was full turnkey brewery basically is what they were offering fuck that sounds easy that was a <laughs> I don't know what's going to cost though yeah, that's the problem, eh? Yeah, I assume, I assume they're getting a cut. Yeah, of course. But I, I, I don't know. And they've done it before, but just not in Queensland. Yeah, they're doing one now down at, um, I think it's for Wolf of the Willows, I think they're doing one for. Hmm. Cool. I think it's like a brew pub. Yeah. So this threw a little bit of a spanner into the works. We have a lot of options at this point, and we're messaging all day every day and, and emailing and going back and forth with suppliers and um, sort of trying to judge people on their ability to respond, um, the price, the level of risk associated with it, the quality of equipment. It was a pretty damn hard decision. We had a lot of back and forth on messages and emails and a, a bunch of Skype calls. Here's one of the Skype calls that we sort of chatted about at the end about who we're going to use to supply our brewery. 
Hey, man, how you going? Good. All right, so what the fuck are we going to do with these suppliers? Um, good, good question. So basically where we're at now, uh, we've, we've spoken to these, uh, this coder dude um, and chatted about the, the TNTI system going direct to China. Um, that sounds really good. Their, their quotes looking pretty solid. Um, I've had a bit back and forth with them on, on a few pieces of the equipment. Um, so I think that's looking like a solid option. We, we've kind of made our mind up, I think, not to go with that Albrecht guy. Uh, the, the price just wasn't right. Right. And, um, and then the, the Cavalier quote, which, which was brilliant, but I think it's just out, out of our price bracket. So, I, you know, I think we're going to go with this uh, TNTI system and, and go direct and, and um, you know, manage importing it ourselves and installing it ourselves. Cool. So it's a significantly cheaper option and I guess it just means that we, we have to take more responsibility for it and at some point we'll probably have to go to China. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we couldn't do it without going there, but they've been really cool about it. Like I'm getting a really good vibe. Um, we've got some good references for them and the money I think we're going to save by doing that. We've got some great contacts. Like it, we, we know plenty of tradies, we've got plumbers, we've got sparkies, we've got builders and engineers i think between the people we know you know we can we can get this thing installed ourselves all right sweet all right i'm I'm keen i I think i think it's definitely the way to go yeah and eddie's eddie's all good yeah yeah i I just spoke to him he's um he's on his way home from work so he's driving now but he's he agrees he reckons tnt is the way to go i think we can pull this off and um you know it's in our price bracket and um yeah it, it looks like a really good system sick let's order some equipment Cool, let's buy it. All right, man. Cheers. All right, so that's how it went down. Um, there was a lot of emails, a lot of Skype calls, a lot of messages back and forth, a lot of chats with suppliers, and this went on for a couple of months. So this has been a long process. Hopefully, we've done an okay job of putting it into a 25-minute podcast episode for you, and this has been useful. Um, check out blackops.com.au forward slash blog. We've got a bunch of useful information up there for craft beer people and if you like this episode please jump onto itunes and leave us a review if you're in the u.s we would especially love a review in the u.s we got to the new and noteworthy in australia but we haven't got there in the u.s so that would be super cool and if you've got any questions just leave a comment on the blog or throw this on social media and tag us and we'll jump on there and answer any questions catch you guys next time on operation brewery